Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cantina MX Football Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Jaime Landeros. We're on episode 282. And uh, well, I had on a three-game winning streak, causing a lot of friction with the Chivarmanos that uh, have asked for Vuce's head. But the reality is, he's got his back in repechaje in Liga for the second consecutive season. Um, before we go any further, I just want to give everybody a little bit of transparency. Uh, we actually had already recorded our episode. Unfortunately, the first half of the episode was uh, not saved. Not sure what's going on, but we will have the second half of the podcast uh, still available. But just to quickly recap the first half of the podcast, um, I got a feeling that it was done on purpose because of our, our Chiva talk. We, we do have a tendency to talk a little bit more about Chivas than other teams. Uh, we apologize for that, but uh, we are encouraging everybody who listens uh, to join us on Twitter Spaces. Uh, not next week, but the week after once we have all the 12 teams uh, set up for Repechaje. We will have a special episode where uh, you guys will be able to uh, not just listen in on the live conversation, but join in on the conversation and uh, give your predictions for you know who's going to win. But going back to Chivas really quickly, let's look at Vucetich's numbers since he took over, which keep in mind, he took over Guadalajara five games into the season. Uh, then I had a caught COVID. He didn't coach the first three games of the season. He got fired. Then we had Lanyo come in for two games. And then Vucetich came in, coached us for the rest of the season, got us into a Ligue spot. We beat Necaxa and Repechaje. We beat America in the quarters and then lost against the inevitable champion Leon in the semis. So he did that on his first attempt. That's 34 matches, 14 wins, 12 draws, 8 losses. And as of right now, this three-game winning streak has put us in the ninth position right below yeah, right below Atlas, who may or may not qualify to Ligia because of their poor performances over the years. Their coefficient is second to dead last. Atletico San Luis is actually dead last. But Atlas will be paying a fine for their terrible points per game average, as well as San Luis, and as well as Juarez. So their matches, uh, the last matches of the season, will have some significance. They're not just playing useless games. Uh, the last games of the season for America, for Atlas, for Necaxa, for San Luis. They're they're not just fighting for uh, repechaje. They're fighting to to stay above the coefficient. In between our last two episodes, or in between our last episode, uh, Chivas played two games: a makeup game against Rayados, which they ended up winning two one on the road, thanks to Alexis Vega. And on Saturday against Atlas in our second home in El Jalisco, 
Uh, Chivas found a way in the second half to get the game-winning goal. It was a very tight affair. Maybe not the most entertaining match, uh, but another fantastic play by Alexis Vega, bodying one of the defenders from Atlas. You know, they they went back and tried to try to blame it on you know that there was a foul or whatever, but there was no foul. He just used his body weight to uh, to outbody the defender, set up Angel uh, Salivar with a beautiful beautiful flick. Ends up being the game-winning goal. Another missing game for Macias. He played about, I don't know, 60 minutes, got subbed out. Now he's gone seven games without scoring. And one other thing about Macias really quickly, just to disband the rumors, there are rumors of him uh, now being linked to a Russian team, Grans Nodar. Apparently has made a formal offer for the 21-year-old talking about 12 million U.S. dollars. Uh, me and Joel quickly, quickly <laughs> debunked that rumor. I don't believe it, and I don't think Macias would go to Russia. Although, because he's on a cold streak, it does make sense for him to be linked to a very, very cold country that is Russia. As we were recording tonight, Cruz Azul took on Toronto FC in the Conca Champions League. Toronto, who had eliminated Leon in the previous round. Uh, but as of right now, Cruz Azul ended up winning the match 3-1. And a big victory for Cruz Azul on the road. Which debunked my theory that Cruz Azul is going to put all their eggs in one basket, which is winning the league. But it looks like, based off this performance, that they are serious about potentially getting a doblete. They're in the same bracket as Monterrey and Columbus crew. So if Cruz Azul were to get past Toronto, they would have to either beat Rayados or Columbus crew. They play later on this week. On the other side of the Coca champions brackets is Philadelphia Union versus Atlanta United and also America and Portland Timbers. Philadelphia also has an advantage. They won their first leg 3-0. So that's what the CONCA Champions structure looks like. Going over some Liga MX results for match week 16, it started off pretty boring. A 0-0 result for Puebla and Pumas. Some news about Puebla, specifically Ormeño. He has been included in the preliminary list for Peru for Copa America, so he has been called up for the Peruvian national team, which would immediately, it would disqualify him for going to Chivas. I know there was a rumor about him potentially going to Chivas, but if he accepts this call up, uh, he will no longer be eligible to play for Chivas. It's most likely, you know, going off of Tata and what he said about Ormeño, how he's one-dimensional and how he doesn't fit into the plans of Mexico. It's it's kind of obvious that, you know, he'll probably end up playing for Peru. And good for him. He he deserves it. He's one of the top goal scorers in the league with nine goals. I don't blame him. So Lee Mickey's match week 16 start off with that too. Uh, that, that very boring 0-0 match, Puebla and Pumas. Puebla are... Maintaining their position in third place with 27 points. Pumas 
are on the bubble. They're in the 15th spot, currently out of Repechaje, but a victory could potentially get them in Repechaje. It's, they're going to have to rely on multiple results, but it's mathematically still possible. Then on Friday, Tijuana beat Necaxa 1-0. Tijuana having a decent season. They are uh, in 14th with 19 points. Necaxa in last place. Uh, Tijuana also on the bubble looking to slide into repechaje. Then we had which was probably the ma- uh, the match of the week with Mazatlan and León. León took a 2-0 lead. It looked like they were cruising to victory, but Mazatlan turned the game on its head, ended up scoring four goals without response. León eventually scored in the stoppage time to make it 4-3, but this game got turned on its head and La Kraken, and a very big victory for Tomas Boy and Mazatlan. And a little bit more salt on the wound for Leon, who again crashed out of champions and have announced that unfortunately Nacho Ambriz uh, will not be extending his contract. So he will be a free agent at the end of the season. Me and Joel had talked about his ambitions, his desires to go coach in Europe, but I have not heard any rumors or anything being him being linked to uh, European clubs and I'll be straight honest I think that his next team will probably still be in Mexico uh, unless maybe he had something up his sleeve kind of like Rafa Marquez who is now joined La Mesilla in Barcelona so a tough loss for Leon. they're still in sixth position with 23 points so they will most likely be in repechaje. And as for Mazatlan, another team on the bubble, they're in 12th, just qualifying for repechaje with 21 points, but that may change next week. Let's talk about Cruz Azul. Took care of San Luis at home, 3-2. Cabecita Rodriguez on fire. Continuing to score 4 Cruz Azul now has his ninth goal of the season, and Cruz Azul have extended their undefeated streak to 14 games. As for San Luis, I had mentioned earlier, they're one of the worst performing teams of the, of the season. They're currently in dead last as the coefficient, the points per game. They will be paying a hefty fine for that. Uh, they are no longer in repechaje uh, possibilities, so their season's pretty much done. But they will, again, have some incentive to not lose uh, the last game of the season, so they pay a lesser fine. Diggs and Monterrey, another very entertaining match. You could tell that both teams wanted it. The rivalry was there. The physicality was there. The shit-talking was there. Uh, Coco Liso on fire scored. Uh, first of all, I want to give credit to Bocho Gonzalez with a beautiful goal 18 minutes in. Long-distance shot outside the 18. And it was 1-0 Rayados. 
Cocoliso came back, scored in the 35th minute, and drew the penalty uh, for Kikinak to put away. In the end, they won 2-1, some red cards, some fighting after the match. And uh, this will be Tuca's last Clásico, unless they meet each other again in Liguilla. But uh, another announcement, Tuca Ferretti has uh, not extended his contract with Tigres. I don't think it was his decision. I think they just finally decided to part ways with him. And he will also be a free agent after the end of the season. And we already have rumors picking up smoke, picking up steam with Piojo Herrera potentially taking over the realm. And me and Joel were talking about how of a drastic change that would be having the grumpy old man, Tuca Ferretti, leave the reins and have a, a character like Piojo Herrera who is known to win the hearts and minds of, of his team, of his players. He's like an extra cheerleader on the side. You know, shares his emotions on his sleeve and it would be a drastic shakeup from who they currently have right now. We'll have to wait and see, you know, with Nacho Ambriz potentially also being available. Personally, I think that Nacho would fit this team better than Piojo, but I think they're already in pretty deep negotiations with Piojo, so I, I would not be surprised if at the end of the season he gets announced. With that victory, uh, Tigres have climbed into a repechaje, 10th position right under Chivas. In fact, there's <laughs> there's four teams with 22 points, Toluca, Atlas, Chivas, and Tigres. The only thing separating them is the goal differential. As for Monterrey, they had just been stagnant there at fourth position. They've lost now three games in a row. I believe this was Aguita's first game back after being disciplined for uh, dancing at his son's wedding. <laughs> Rodeo del Payaso. Who would have known that dance would have put him in a disciplined position, but Rayados are still, as of right now, in fourth, which would allow them to skip the first round of the playoffs. But that might change because Santos also have 25 points and they're right behind them. Toluca. Let's talk about Toluca real quick. They were able to defeat America at home 3-1. Shout out to Delos Lopez. Scored a beautiful goal. And Alexis Canelo on fire. Currently the top goal scorer with 11 goals. Scoring every 130 minutes. And a shocking result for America. Who I believe, if I'm not mistaken, had gone nine games without losing. So a tough, tough loss for America. They are still the second best team in the league and are currently, again, participating in the Conca Champions. They will play today at 7.30 against Portland. As for Toluca, in that seventh spot position with 22 points. Querétaro have basically made their home very, very tough to beat. They win again at home against Juarez. 1-0. 
and Querétaro are in the 11th spot, so they're also on the bubble. As for Juarez, second to dead last with 12 points, 17th position. They fired uh, Fernando Tena, and since then they still have had unfavorable results. The last game of match week 16, Pachuca at home beats Santos Laguna. A penalty kick by Ismael Sosa was enough to get the victory. And now Pachuca are in the bubble as well. 13 uh, position, 20 points. I remember at the beginning of the season, both Leon and Pachuca had a really abysmal start. And uh, Leon ended up bouncing back. So they're on the bubble, which is going to give us a very exciting last game of the season. I kind of wish that they, all games were being played at the same time. But that will not be the case. Pachuca will actually already score off tomorrow against San Luis, 7 o'clock. That's Thursday. So, wasting no time. But these matchups, Necaxa Atlas, Juarez Toluca, Chivas Tigres, Cruz Azul Tijuana, León Querétaro, Mazatlán, Monterrey, Santos Puebla, and Pumas versus America must-watch games. Those are going to be very entertaining matches. There's always something crazy that happens on the last match of the of the season. There's going to be a lot of calculation going on and a lot of watching the table and seeing who's in, who's out. So we're very excited to see that. I will stop now and let you tune in to the second half of the podcast. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. And here we go. You know, he's just way more known. But we, we saw him at Getafe and... and... I forgot the other club he was at, but he was at two 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 clubs over there in Spain. Um, and so yeah, I, I think. And then we had remember um, um, Vasco Aguirre when Vasco Aguirre went to Osasuna, barely promoted. We, you know, they were yeah. one of those teams that they're not really like a mainstay in La Liga, and um, he he was one of the highest paid coaches I, I believe in the world. No way. Uh, when when he was with Mex, yeah, he was one of the top top ones paid. And, wow. And and he you know he took a massive wage because <laughs> they they were gonna extend his contract after O two and he's he had already agreed to go to Osasuna. I think he agreed while during the World Cup. So, <laughs> um. So yeah, the, the the opportunities are there. I, I just think it's is is taking whatever comes along sometimes for, and, and I'm saying for coaches, not so much for players. I, I think because for me it's harder. I, I mean, the way it seems, it's harder for a coach to, uh, especially Mexican coaches, to go and and venture abroad. So I think they have to be a bit more willing to to take the scraps. Because because I think with players, I don't think Mex players are that. Are are and, and it's it's a good contrast what we're making here, you know. Um, Macias going to to Russia, you know. I, I think I think Nacho could do that. You know, go to Russia, go 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 to whatever team is 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 offering him a spot. Uh, but like like Darp, like the players in Liga MX, they don't have to they don't have to anymore. I think they're they're well proven. Yeah. So they don't. Yeah, they don't have to go and and just just to be in Europe. And you saw the when coaches from Liga Mekis have coached abroad, like Turco Mohamed and Celta Vigo, 
he he had uh, recruited um, Nestor Araujo. Tur- and then, yeah, I don't know if I would call Turco a, a Mex coach. Well, what I'm saying is a, a coach that was in Le- Liga Mekis. And then uh, also with uh, a Caxinha who went to Rangers and then, you know, also poached oh. two players from Mexico. So, uh, yeah, I, obviously, like, you know, it didn't work out for either one of them. But um, I, I would I like to that. see. Yeah, I, I would I would like to see more coaches from Mexico, uh, you know, go abroad so then they can poach some of the players in the league and at least get them, you know, over there, you know? Yeah, but I mean, look, we, we saw it with, um, with Aguirre when he was first in Osasuna and he took two players. Um, what did he take? I think Manuel Vidrio and uh, Ochoa. Oh. <laughs> uh, and Ochoa, the striker that was at Chivas briefly. Yeah, Carlos Ochoa. Um, there you go. I can't remember his first name. He took those two dudes. It didn't work out too good. Um, so I mean, but but I, I, I think, um, yeah, I would, I, I would like to see him go abroad. Uh, I don't. I think Piojo to Tigres. And I was hearing he has like the new guy that the guy that booted. So th- there's like a new management there. And the new management sort of like they want to start like a clean slate, and I forget the dude's name, but he he, you know, off the bat he doesn't get along with with uh, Tuca, and so they they sort of, you know, the the writing was on the wall, and 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 Tuca's out, but but they were saying he has a really good relationship with Piojo. And I just think because the personality of Piojo is like polarizing, you know, he's popular and all that. And I think that's that's one of the things they're going to want. Can you imagine uh, like the contrast between having grumpy old Tuca? You know, he's kind he's kind of <laughs> like one of your like, you know, when you go to the Thanksgiving, he's like one of your uncles that just like says racist shit. He's always in a bad mood. Like he's just that one <laughs> uncle. It's like, damn, bro, just you're too old, man. You're too old for this world. Imagine going from that, going from that to you know Piojo, who's like your cheerleader. You know, it's like a completely different vibe. Yeah, but I mean, Tuca did have his moments. You know, he wasn't always the the mad, the madman. There was times when he would joke around and and he would have his inspirational moments. But but I do think the grumpy side got the best of him. But I, I think um. Yeah, very interesting Piojo, man, and, and what he could do. Um, I, I know people have downplayed his coaching, but if you look at his numbers, uh, what he managed at Cholos and, and also America, just how he always had the teams fighting for the first spots, always qualifying. So, and, and you know, the, the deep pockets of Tigres, and they're, they're bringing, going to be able to bring him some, some really top players. Uh, this dude could be again, man. Tigres, Tigres. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do expect both Tigres and Monterrey to keep winning titles, man. Uh, I know people still joking about Equipo Chicos, but uh, like in ten years, in ten years, they could be the they could be the top two in, in titles. You know. Uh, I know Rayados have a a while, have a lot of work to do, but Tigres definitely they're definitely one of the most. Uh, capable teams. I mean, they were the team of the decade, right? They won the most titles. 
from 2010 to 2020? Yeah, they they won quite a lot, but you know. But I mean, just just the deep pockets of of FAMSA and Samex. Oh, it's crazy that they could they yeah. could keep bringing in, and they could maintain that, and that's that to me is ultimately going to make the difference because, like, at one point, you know, America was that team. They were the, the team with the, you know, they used to call them the Real Madrid, the Real Madrid of 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 Mexico. You know, as far as because they would bring in all the the big name players, uh, they would have them, you know, and every, we go back, they had like, like Ivan Bam Bam Zamorano and Claudio Piojo Lopez. And they that's had right. They did Clever. big names like that, but they, they really haven't had those names for uh, a while. They got, it's, it's, they got it's, Vinas. Vinas is a pretty big name. Yeah. But like compared to like Guignac or even compared to like, to like Bam Bam, you know, like it's, oh, yeah. it's just, they just haven't been there. And I, I don't. There was like a rumor that like you know, uh, Aguero might have, might come to Mexico, but I don't think I think he still has enough to compete in like Europe, PSG or something. But Gunnar Aguero, I would not be surprised if, if somebody. I came. would see him in MLS before they, they go <laughs> to Max, man. Uh, you know. Uh, but what a great segue into the Clásico Regio Montano. Tigres hosted Monterrey, and they actually it was it was a really good fight. This is this was actually a really good game. Tigres with Coco Liso. I wish Beto was here because I'm sure he's hurting. You know, selling Coco Liso <laughs> to Tigres and just seeing him flourish over there. He scored in the 35th minute, and then he also drew the penalty, uh, and then Gignac put it away for the game winner two one. Uh, Pocho Gonzalez, though, had a great, great goal to start the game. But in the end, Tigres beat Monterrey. And uh, there was actually a fight in the 90th minute. And then there was a bronca, like, towards the end of the get- match. And there were some red cards and some some punches being thrown. But overall, it was a very entertaining match. And uh, Tigres, there were, that's the team Chivas are going to play next week. Yeah, they're both coming from winning their respective Clásicos. But big, big win for for uh, Tigres, just considering all the turmoil and uh, just just the stuff going on with with Tuca, you know, because he, was, he, he wasn't leaving without a fight. He had been talking about, if I leave, there's six players that are going to leave. And one of the players came out and said, uh, <laughs> no, not, not really, <laughs> uh, which is kind of kind of messed up, man. Uh, did he? But, did he really? Yeah, yeah. He's he was saying that, you know, it got pretty ugly. The the fight between uh, the toucan and the I, I don't know if it's a president or a vice president of 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 uh, Grupo Sinergia, which is the one that it's like the, the they're like the company that manages uh, Tigres. They're like a is, liaison between Tigres yeah. and Semex. Yeah, exactly. There you go. And uh, so that that was the thing. I mean, because look, Tuca came 10 years ago, man. This, you know, so it's a decade ago and it was like other people in charge. And and he had already coached Tigres, like, oh, right? He had coached them and left and then came back. Yeah, I don't man. This dude, but man, he's been coaching 30 years. So I don't, but I mean, he's gonna, if he retires, 
He's a record, Damn. man. I don't, I don't think he's don't been think there for ten years, eleven years. Yeah. He, dude, yeah. Ha- has anyone had more tenure than him? I don't think so. Um, Arias was at Necaxa for about the same role. Arias. Wow. So I think it was like ten years, though. That's uh, impressive. We have to. In check. Mexico, that's impressive, man. That's like you don't see that ever. It is. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. You don't. You know, that's what Chivas needs, man. Uh, uh, Raul Arias, nineteen ninety eight to two thousand five, Necaxa. It's pretty long. So eight years. What is? It's like seven years, and then he went to seven coach. Years. He coached them again in uh, twenty uh, uh, two thousand eight. So, yeah. All right, I thought it was ten, seven, close enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a tough one, man. Um, Are you still there? What was I saying? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I lost my train of thought. I was oh. talking about... Oh, yeah, so so basically the win for Tuca, it, you know, because I think had had Tigres lost, it would have been a pretty mighty blow. Especially this dude that's like going on his way out and, and their season hasn't been that good. So I think, uh, you know, just be beating the... It's a big beating win. Beating the rivals, their cross-town cross rivals, is, it's a good win. Uh, and then Monterrey, I don't know, is this like their third or fourth defeat in a row? They seem to have hit a slump. Well, in uh, in their the defense, possible. in their defense, Aguirre was uh, disciplined, so he was not, you know, uh, part of the team for like two fixtures. They did uh, lose to Pachuca and then Chivas, and then now with with Tigres. I think this was their. Was he? I think this was his first game back. Okay, so he was back because yeah, he missed the other games. Mm-hmm. But and, they did uh, win a, an important uh, Champions League match uh, in that span too. So at least they got that. Yeah, and and there they will be. They, you know, they could Cruz Azul. I think won their game. Cruz Azul um, looks like they're yeah, going to be pushing uh, hard. Today, as of right now, we were recording. Uh, Cruzul did end up beating uh, Toronto FC on the road, three-one. Some big away goals there for Cruz Azul, and they have uh, man, they're just messing up my predictions because I always thought that you know they were going to focus solely on the league and that was going to be their number one priority, and that you know this Champions League was going to be an afterburner, kind of afterthought. But they, it looks like they're gunning for both, man. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so, and this is something we were talking about earlier, Jaime. How, you know, we 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 have American Cruz Azul pegged as Liga MX as the final, and they could they could also meet at the Conca Champions final. It's crazy. We were looking at the bracket, and uh, Cruz Azul against Toronto is one side, uh, Monterrey and uh, Columbus Crew. They're on the same side. And then on the other side, uh, Philadelphia Union uh, and Atlanta United, and then America Timberland, uh, Timberland, uh, Portland, whatever their <laughs> the thing is. So, yeah, it could be a Cruz Azul uh, America final. Wow. Man, yeah. That would be something else if they meet, if they meet up like that. 
Yeah, I mean, we're looking at the two best teams in the league. Uh, as of right now, Cruz Azul have a 14 game undefeated run. You know, they did lose the winning streak uh, against America at the 13th, but I mean, they haven't lost in 14 fixtures. And uh, do you think that they're shaking off all their all their demons and boogeymen from from last season? Do you do you think that they they'll see this through? Yeah, I I, I think they showed it. I you know I, I think they had when Pelaez was there. I think I think Cruz Azul was was shedding that Cruz Azulear image, and then uh, the directivo came in and turned things on their head and. And things started to mess up again, but the new the new directiva and the the coach, um, God, I forgot his name again. <laughs> I keep forgetting the dude's name. Uh, Peruvian Reynoso? guy. There you go, Reynoso, who I might I might blame and I might hate <laughs> for stealing Ormeño, you know. Yes. And. Uh, yeah, man, because I know there's an interview where he said uh, he's gonna he's gonna hit up Careca and be like, "Hey, check out Ormeño down here." And uh, it seems like he just got called up to the Peruvian team, so that means he can be called up to Chivas, which I was hoping he would he would join the team. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, with Reynoso and and the the new that just goes azul, man. Cruz Azul and, and fans must be excited, you know. Although knowing Cruz Azul fans, they're probably they're probably not. <laughs> it's like we've been here before. They've been so close, man. I mean, if you look at like last season, they were so close. They were uh, up four zero. It, it really seemed like this was going to be the year, and then you know they uh, the book, you know. And then you know they've yeah. gone so close against America as well twice, and they lost both times. So it's like, oh man, if anyone's gonna do it, it's Juan Reynoso, man. He's the one that was the captain and led them to their last title in '97, and now he's like, you know what? No one's been able to do it. I'll do it. I'll I'll show them how to yeah. do it again as a coach. And uh, they're the hottest team in the league right now. They're gonna have a They've already clinched first place uh, because America, <laughs> America lost to Toluca, shockingly, 3-1. So Grizzle have, have wrapped up first place, first round bye, and they'll await whoever uh, whoever's in their face, man. Yeah, yeah, that, that Grizzle, man. And you did mention with Ormenio, uh, unfortunately today they have... Uh, announced their provisional list for Copa America and in the striker category was Santiago Ormeño who uh I just learned in between our episode that he was on trial at Chivas in 2019 uh last yeah 2019 or 2018 Oh man and uh he ended up not making the squad and Chivas opted for Oribe Peralta. No, see, that's, I don't, I don't, I don't think, uh, I wouldn't go through there that they chose, that they chose Oribe over Ormeño. Just because how that, 
whole thing played out, the whole negotiation. So it's like basically the story goes that um, Teriguera was having dinner with some America Directivo. Interesting. And they were just looking to get rid of uh, Oribe. And he's like, hey, man, would you take him if, if, you know, I think it was like on a free transfer, uh, but we're, you know, like, and then you just got to pay like this amount of his wages. Mm. And Chivas was in this place where they were like, they needed like a name player. They they needed they a leader. Be... Yeah, they needed a bunch of stuff, and I guess at the time guess, Polido uh, at the time Polido was was there, and he didn't want it. He didn't want that responsibility. Yeah, and you know it was a gamble on Higuera's part, and it didn't work. I mean, and I you know I I know he gets Higuera gets criticized a lot. But this is the dude that gambled on on Pulido, man. The, the, the amount that Chivas paid, eighteen like, million. Eighteen, because he had to pay um, Tigres, two clubs, and Olympiacos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's a lot of money, man. And he took that gamble, and a lot of money on a player that in two years had like fourteen games. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even a starter, you know. He wasn't even a starter with with. With Olympiacos, they just had him there like surplus, and so to to pay that much on a player that has been pretty inactive, and you're not too sure, and he, he took that, was... that massive gamble, mm-hmm. and and it paid off because Pulido Pulido played a key, you know, a key part in in the doblete, and and he was a big reason for that Chihuahua success, um, and so I guess he. He tried his luck with with Oribe, man, and it just it backfired horribly. Very bad. It was just... yeah, because I mean, you got to think about the player that we were getting. He was already over the hill. He had already, you know, and injured. Yeah, he came injured, man. Damaged goods. Yeah, he gave America his best. I think Santos and America, he gave them their his best years. You know, and that's the thing. I, I think because um, I had heard that he was offered to Santos, but I think they didn't want him. I think like because I think about with when he was at Santos, did he did he start his career at uh, Rayados? Hmm. I gotta check I wiki because I remember that he was he was uh okay Morelia Leon and then Rayados because I remember uh, when he was at Rayados uh, that's when Chivas brought him in on loan for uh, Libre Libertadores yeah and then we decided not to like we had the option to buy him and we said no and then he goes to Santos and you know that's all she wrote he had an incredible run with Santos two hundred twenty three games eighty three goals or eighty two goals. And obviously winning, uh, winning with Santos uh, twice in 2008 and 2012. So, I mean, we had him, man. We had the opportunity to get, like, the best years out of him, and then we didn't. And then uh, after oh, his... Twice. 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 Yeah, because after, because after he, Santos, right? 
Yeah, after Santos, um, he was. They were gonna sell him, and and um, and then Vergara said that America that offered. They they wouldn't. No, he said that Santos wouldn't negotiate with them, and and then the president of Santos straight up said. Oh no, that's not true. You know, I I hit them up, but America came with me with a deal. They, Chivas never even tried to, you know, they didn't even try. So that was. I heard that America came in with a like uh, Chivas had offered, and then America offered one million more, and they said all right, <laughs> and they gave him to America. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Iraragori said they didn't even they didn't even try. Oh wow. Uh, it's if it's still. It's, it's trippy because sometimes, you know, um, sometimes sites will hold on to the news for a long time. Yeah. And then it seems like they'll wipe their their database or whatever, and then a bunch of old articles just get lost. Yeah, but, you know, the reality is, Oribe, I really hope he doesn't get a contract extension because, I mean, he's just been a waste of space. Um, Maybe he could go to another team that could probably use him as a starter you know <laughs> but at Chivas there's just I don't I don't see any room I don't see any point he's done nothing I think he scored like maybe one or two goals I can't even remember it's been that low of an output from him hmm. yeah and, and uh so yeah I don't I don't know man it kind of sucks to see that how his career ended I was expecting not at least not the old not the old cepillo, but at least at least to come in and, and have score some clutch goals here and there. Yeah. But man, they don't even let him take the penalty. <laughs> I, like, I know. We got JJ Mack missing them every I know. other week. <laughs> I was like, let that dude shoot one, man. Just, just give him <laughs> one goal, man. Just you know, just just throw him on, dude. Yeah. Salt in an open wound. With Macias not scoring and then missing penalties. Uh, let's talk about someone who's hot. Let's talk about someone who's red, red, red hot. His name goes by uh, Javier Hernandez. Uh, over the weekend with LA Galaxy, he had already scored two goals in his first game of the season. Already, you know, doubling what he did last or matching what he did last last year. And then against uh, New York Red Bull, he comes in and he scores a hat trick. And he scored, now he's got five goals in two games. And, uh, of course, just like typical Chicharito fashion on Twitter, on social media, everyone's asking for his return on the national team. Well, is it uh, too soon to to be calling him up again? Or is it rightfully nah. deserved? Deserved, man. Because it would have been probably too soon if he... Maybe if he's like a youngster and he's he's hitting his first hot streak, but but Chicha is known known commodity. He's he's been with La Selección. He's you know we all know what he's capable of, and so players like him is it's just them being in a good moment, and then you already know what what they bring to the table. And it's like you said, dude. He he needed to be scoring off the field. So that he could start scoring on the field, and he's seems he's got his mojo back. I'm telling you, man. I wish I could see like a 
I, there's got to be some nerd out there in, in the internet that has like a chart of like, all right, let's take a look at his production on the field and his highest highs and see what kind of ass he was tapping at the time, you know, because I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is about Chicharito, but when he's single, oh boy, he's scoring. He's scoring goals left and right. And uh, I, I don't, I hate to sidetrack for a little bit, but I mean, they're, they caught him red handed uh, in LA. I guess he was uh, <laughs> hanging out with some girl, some YouTuber, and there was already like media there, paparazzi hiding, and they, they recorded him caught him in 4k and then the same crew that caught him uh happened to run into sarah his wife and uh they told her like hey we we literally just saw him in the parking lot with some other girl she started she started crying (laughs) and then her friend started talking like spilling the beans like yeah they're he asked for their divorce and then she got pulled in mid-interview and they're like hey don't be talking to the press and shit so there's a lot of drama going on right now (laughs) I, th- I thought that was messed up, though, man. You know, very messed up. Like to go in and confront her, and and it's like, yeah, I, I, that's, yeah, I don't, I don't. It's <laughs> not professional. It's not professional at all, man. I mean, come on, dude. These nah, are your. But that's that's how they make their money. These yeah sensationalist. But yeah, that's man. What are the odds of that happening? You know. They, like it's like they turned the corner and there she was eating, eating with her friends. So you you're saying uh, yes, he he deserves to be called up. Oh, definitely, dude. Uh, Chicha, of course, man. He's he's uh, he's always been one of those players that when they're on fire, they always do good for the selection. And uh, if if Tata wants him, he's he's there, man. Whatever, whatever Tata did or say, man, it seems to work. <laughs> he was upset that they, he they had been... him pulido. Yeah, <laughs> he got upset because uh, other players got called up and he didn't. And it was kind of like a double standard, you know. It's like, hey, you know, you, you called up Pulido and Pizarro and, you know, you haven't called me up or whatever. And, you know, you could tell that he took it seriously over, over the season, like uh, off season. Started training again. He lost his dad bod. And uh, I mean, good for him. I'm I'm glad. My favorite version of Chicharito is the one that scores goals and is not on, you know, he's not trending on Twitter for his off the field antics like his YouTube channel or his his life coach and stuff. Like I I have always known him as the guy that scores goals from like the most freakish ways and angle. Like that, that first goal, like I, everyone oh, yeah, everyone says, oh, it's a tap in, it's a tap in, bro. He had a crazy. It was a very tough angle to score from, and he did it. And it's just like he just scores goals, man. Like I don't know how you can hit on someone that literally scores goals. Like they're not pretty, you know. He's okay. not scoring them from like the forty yard box, but he's scoring goals, man. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's what players of that caliber where they make certain things look easy. And if you're out there, they're really not as easy as it looks, you know. Uh, it, it's it's just. Yeah, so in two games he has five goals, and I'm not. I think it's the same amount he scored last season, or he already last surpassed. season he scored uh uh one goal, just one. But <laughs> yeah, like four. So in two games he surpassed what he did last season. So he has what he scored two goals his first game, and then a hat trick. Yeah. So man, he's he's been on fire. Uh, Chicha's back. I heard one of his interviews, and he was talking about just how. 
how you know how difficult it had been for him the the previous year, and just how he was going through all this pressure, and he felt he owed a lot to the, you know, to Galaxy and to the the people that brought him and to his teammates, and now he just wants to. He sounds like the old Chicharro man when yeah. you were here. Hear some of his pressers with with Man U. It it reminded me of that, and I was like, oh shit. I think he just needed a shakeup, man, and so I'm glad. I'm glad he's doing well. Jaime, I I found, I found the uh, Iraragori. Oh, from from to- 2014. Let's hear it. May 13th of 2014, he says, "La primera llamada de Chivas sobre Uribe fue ayer, terminada la asamblea." So there had been some type of assembly, and he said they had called him a day. After, or like he had already agreed with America. The, oh. Um, yeah, he had, they had already, um, where was the other one where he's talking about? Yeah, he's he, because Vergara had been talking about signing them, but he says he never. They never even tried, and by the time he, they called to see if he was on the table, they had already like you know, they had already wrapped the negotiations with America. Interesting. So there you go, man. Which is probably like they just did it just to say <laughs> we tried. Yeah. Yeah, but this was 2014, man. That's when the team was it. They were just not. Things weren't going well. So Chicharito, for me, uh, I'm glad he's scoring goals. And I do believe that whenever uh, Mexico has another break, uh, I I do believe that he has merited a call-up, especially now that Ormeño's off the table. Uh, You know, we still have Raul Jimenez, who will probably not be playing any football for the rest of the season and probably not the summer. Um, so, I mean, that really doesn't leave too many players. And that was my whole argument. It's like, yo, all right, cool. Like Macias is going to go to the Olympics. And so is Santiago Munoz and all, all these other prospects. They're all going to go to the Olympics. That, that that doesn't leave that much left for, for strikers in the pool. I mean, you have Henry Martin and that's, that's, you know, Alan Pulido, if he starts playing well, you know, and of course, man, I'll take Chicharito any chance I get. If he's scoring goals, if he's in good form, absolutely take him. You know, he needs mm-hmm. to extend that 52 goals to 60. You know, let's see if he can get a few more before he, uh, he, you know, he hangs it up. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too worried with the striker situation there. Jaime, I, mean, I know you've been expressing concerns. Yeah, I mean, I just see it how you know how it is going into the World Cup. It's like who's really going to be our our main guyo, and right now it's it's all we don't know yet. We don't know. Hopefully, Raúl will, you know, once he starts playing. Yeah, there's Raúl, and there's a Chuck man. If not, we're gonna have to start learning how to play with the false nine. Like now, you know, it didn't work out against. Uh, uh, when when uh, we had those friendlies, uh, and Chucky Lozano was the false nine, it just it just wasn't working out for us. So we we definitely need a striker, and uh, yeah, I'll take Javier any chance I get. 
was trying to think what else is on the menu tonight. Uh, well, going into the last match day there, Jaime. Yeah. Trying to see uh, which teams are already qualified. And there's going to be a strong push for, you know, to make to make league, to make repechaje, I should say, because yeah. uh, 9 to 12 is repechaje. I will say I miss the days of the last game of the season all happening at the same time. So that's not going to be the case, Jaime? No. Uh, the matches will be all staggered throughout the week, uh, starting oh. on Thursday with Atletico versus Pachuca, and then Necaxa Atlas on Friday. Atlas and uh, San Luis uh, are actually really got a lot on the line right now uh, because they are the two worst uh, teams in the coefficient. So as of right now, uh, Atletico San Luis has the worst uh, percentage and Atlas are right behind them. So they both need to win, especially Atlas, because if Atletico San Luis win and Atlas lose, uh, Atlas will not be able to participate in repechaje. So, yeah. And uh, Atlas, who they play, they play Necaxa away, so... It's, and Necaxa is the worst team Nicaxa's in the league. Necaxa is the worst, the worst <laughs> team in the league, man. And so Atlas is currently in eighth. Yeah. I thought Chivas was in eighth, but Chivas should be in eighth. Atlas got that the three that three points three against points. America. Yeah. For uh, that, they had an eligible player on the bench. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of messed up, man. Uh, guy didn't even play. Uh, and so, Pumas could still make repechaje. They're still, you know, uh, anywhere from 15th place. Yeah, Pumas uh, just made the cutoff. They play America. <laughs> they, make, they play America, man. Yeah, they play America. Uh, if America keeps them out of Liguilla, that will be, you know, a big a big strike. And, you know, they got that, that rivalry, that that DFA rivalry. So that that game should be very interesting. Should be pretty heated, especially considering the fact that both America and Rayados play uh, tomorrow for the Conca Champions. So they will be somewhat fatigued going into their last match of the season. Uh, but obviously that ma- that matchup, the Pumas versus America. I mean, Pumas have been they have the worst fan base in the in, the, in Mexico. Man, they're over here. Uh, causing fights and uh, kissing reporters and <laughs> yeah, well, and against America, man, it's 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 been a heated rivalry, Maybe. Uh, especially between fans. Yeah, don't so they? Be... I remember one time they like uh, threw rocks at the bus and broke the, some windows and stuff. Like it's oh, no, dude, it's a lot of times they were, <laughs> they were just they were just going at it, man. It's just Green Street hooligans. I don't know if you ever seen that movie. I haven't. Uh, I've heard of oh, it. Uh, you'll like it, dude. I recommend it. It was in the fun days of uh, before the premiership when when uh, the English clubs were filled with hooligans. Oh, it's sick. a lot of fighting. It's a lot of fighting. Um, because yeah, they're they're like gangs, you know the 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 hooligans, the supporter groups. They were they're sort of like gangs. They're like yeah, kind of yeah. So then they would. The teams would have their match in the field and off the field. The hooligans would have their 
their match. Oh. You know, just a little scrapping, dude. Um, so, yeah, man, but Mazatlan and Mazatlan is in repechaje right now. But they're going up against Monterrey, and if Monterrey needed a slump buster, this would be it, man. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Mazatlan, I so Mazatlan over the weekend uh, beat Leon in a quite entertaining <laughs> match. Leon were up 2-0, 2-0, and then uh, Mazatlan climbed back and put the game on its head, ended up uh, scoring uh, three goals, and then four. it was 4-2, and then at the very end, Leon scored a consolation prize. Reese Montes lost his head. He There was a uh, play in the middle of the match in the, in the field, and he just elbowed the defender, and the referee gave him a straight red, and Mazatlan beat Leon, so... I don't know, man. It's Mazatlan. They they be uh, they're kind of a wild card team, you know. Hey, is Boys still with them? Uh, I believe so. He is. Let me see, man. No, he is. You see, man, he's turned them into a... this dude. Got so much hate at Chivas, <laughs> and I kept saying he's not a bad coach. He's. I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying that he's the best or tops but he's you know he's shown plenty man and i think what he's doing with mazatlan is, is good dude i mean for for the you know the, the squad they have and all of that um to have them in repechaje i mean he's got it's... uh 20 matches with them eight wins three draws nine losses uh a total of 27 points so i mean yeah no, but it, it's not easy, you know. Like, and he, he has them, he has them on, uh, you know, still, still in the fight. Oh yeah, they're playing very uh, entertaining football, so I do like that. And uh, yeah, as of right now, they're in repechaje against uh, Santos if if things were to end right now. But that all will change next week. <laughs> I mean, there's one, two, three, four. There's there's four teams with 22 points. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> it's like any. <laughs> and then, if dude, you can even knock out Monterrey, who's got 25 points, and Santos have 25. Man. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, it is. Uh, Pachuca to Pachuca, San Luis. That one is Pachuca still there, man. They're they're not going down without a fight. I mean, I think so. From 15th, as you were saying. Pumas has a chance, but they're going up against America, and I'm just gonna give this to America. I think the the Pumitas. Good night. Chicas <laughs> is not here. They shouldn't have let go of uh, Coco Liso. Coco, yeah, Coco. He would have probably made the difference there. And Lini, uh, Lini's still there. Yeah, then uh, TJ, who has uh, Zivoldi, right? Siboldi. This, this is his rematch because he's going up against Cruz Azul. So if he knows a club, if he knows a, a you know a squad like the back of his hand, it should be Cruz Azul. He's playing them in a away game though. Cruz Azul's been fire though, so who knows? He might get wow. a draw. I don't, I don't know if he could if he could pull it. You know how the tables we'll have what turned. What a, <laughs> what what a, you can't make this up. You know the the team that you. Had uh, 
gotten you know fired from for you know match fixing or you know whatever, and now you face them again on the final game of the season. Uh, Tijuana, I think as of right now, they are out of contention, so they're they're in fourteenth. Yeah, we're nineteen points. Yeah, uh, but he might beat uh, Cruz Azul, who have the have the undefeated streak. So. Yeah. yeah, if he ends their streak, <laughs> what a, what a dude! But you know, we've seen because sometimes if if you you know he coached them and he knows he knows the players, he knows he knows a lot of stuff, you know. Um, he has the schematics, uh, so let's see if if that could help. I mean, it happened to Chivas with with Atena when Atena was at Juarez. Oh yeah, he and beat they him. Meet up and he 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 he's, he whooped them. Like, and, I know how to uh, beat these bums. I formed this team, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and then so there's Querétaro. Uh, Querétaro's playing Leon. Leon. Oof. And it's Leon at home. Oh. And so I, I think, you know, and and that I, I you know, I, I know Nacho leaving. I know he wants to leave and I, I think he's gonna you know, he's going to throw the whole, as they say, toda la carne del asador, you know, because he could, he could still make a, a push to finish top four, a win, could, could give him a, a, a good possibility of finishing top four, and then fight for that big campeonato. I, I know he wants to leave on a, on a good note, especially with the, you know, embarrassing exit from Conca Champions. So I think... Uh, I think I'm, I'm going to give it. Yeah, and I'll be honest, man. The way things were going with Leon, it did not look good. I thought that they were going to miss out. Yeah, the start of the season. Yeah, they were just the bottom. The lion sleeps tonight. I mean, they were they, for the first, like, it just felt for, like, the first, like, five, six fixtures. They were just, uh, we got our championship. You know, wake me up when it's the second half of the season. <laughs> yeah, now they're in six with a good, good, shot of finishing top four which would be impressive again um so we're going up the list Queretaro and then Tigres is at 10th and they're going up against Chivas so I think uh and again Tuca man Tuca has that that he's leaving now and there was also rumors of him going to Chivas I don't know where these rumors come from, man. I I feel it's just people you know, on Twitter, and, man. They're just like, "Oh, he's free. Oh, he's gonna go to Chivas." And but you know, a lot of times, like if you're a promoter or or you know, in, so in Mexico, a lot of the promoters they they have a lot of sway. You know, these guys they 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 put coaches, they put players in teams, and and one thing that you could do to disrupt, like team harmony or whatnot. Uh huh. And start pushing fake news, man. You, oh. you you put you get someone to write an article. It is one of the reasons why that dude got in trouble at Chivas because he he did an interview without checking with the club. Antuna, yeah, yeah. And so that's the club would kind of see who, because they already know they have a good idea. So who's who's writing it? Sometimes they have they have the writers that they already know, and and that they know that it's like safe. You're not gonna put this dude on the spot, or or yeah, or or, or do a, a burn piece, which kind of was happen, kind of did happen with the whole 
I'd rather go to Europe than, than and you know, some some of these things get taken out of context. <laughs> you they know? do. The way the way they could frame a question. It's like uh, telephone, the game telephone, where you whisper something into somebody's ear, and then by the time it gets to the fifth person, it's like something else. Yeah, and and so I I do think that happens, uh, and I I think because so when we see League IMX, uh, one of the biggest money makers for the clubs is player transfers. That's that's one of the how's it you know because for the most part teams losing money, losing money. So when it comes to transferring, you know, buy and sell, especially foreign players, that's the big money maker, mm. and that's 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 been Pelaya's downfall. Because I guess he, I guess how he chooses to negotiate, I guess he probably leaves a lot of dudes out of the, they would normally get their cut. He, he probably like goes around it because he's, I'm a, I'm a say more, um, not, not corrupt, you know, not, not to say corrupt, but like more like honest. Yeah. And, and so when we see America, they, the dude came in, Pepe Romano was also in charge of like bringing in players and that caused the rift and ultimately uh he said i'm out because the, the romano guy was now now also like having a say in who could come in and who can't when he goes to cruz azul that that was the big thing as well remember he wanted to get a he wanted to bring in his coach and the new guy brought in Cebaldi, and then they got rid of players and that was a big reason they got rid of uh Elias, because the the um, promoters who people make money. Like if if you get this player, then you could you know you could get your cut, sort of like a finder's fee. And and even that guy said it. And I keep forgetting his name, man. Uh, it's it's not Alvarez. It was the other guy. He's like the cuñado. Oh. And he was talking about how, you know, in ten years, how they've Cruz Azul has had like over a hundred players that they bought that's right and like that didn't finish their contract so they hired him you know and then it's like they were gone the next season and so you know a lot of that is is money it's just how they're moving yeah. yeah as they're moving money so when you bring some dude like Pelias and he's he's and you know and and this one thing Pelias talked about when he was uh he's talked about in an interview where he said I don't handle the negotiations I'll recommend mm. the player and then whoever's with the club, they they'll do the whole deal. And uh that doesn't mean he can't he probably still gets a cut, you know. He probably still gets uh uh you know his his money under the table. But I would I would say like overall he's he's more he's more straight, you know, he's a bit more legit. Uh so I I think uh that's that's one thing that's hurt him, and and I do think that happens where it's like they're trying to get push players in there or or coaches and and stuff like that and and cause problems. And uh, but but I feel that that uh, you know, Amaudi has given this dude plenty of trust to uh, where I don't think it would it's it's gonna um, affect them that much. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, it's it's in these times where I'm actually impressed of maybe it's because we can't afford to fire anybody right now, but <laughs> even that, see, even that I don't I don't 
I don't buy that when the people talking. I know that was another of the big rumors. Like Tony Reese and Boos is still there because she was kind of fortified. And it's like, um, I, I think Pelai is saying when when you know the team hit the hit the bat slump, and he said, you know, I think it was after the America game, and he said, you know, my resignation things on the letter. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, because this is his gamble. It was his gamble to bring in. Buse and all of that, and so to just blame Buse, sort of like washing his hands, like saying, uh, you know, it's his fault. Even though he brought him, and then didn't even bring him players. You know, he didn't he didn't get anyone for the season. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't take Tuca or none of that stuff, man. I, it's all I smoke. I don't buy it. Yeah, it's just smoke, and, and it just creates headlines, and it sells papers or gets clicks or whatnot. It's just not consistent with with just how, uh, even how, like, I would see Pelias is, you know, the type of coach he is. So we'll, we'll end this with a uh, I few... mean, not coach, manager. I should say manager. I say coach. <laughs> I want to end this with a few buy or sell uh, questions. I don't have the, uh, the yeah. sound thing, but... <laughs> Buy or sell, uh, Piojo will be coaching Tigres next season. Buy. Yes, I'm buying. I'm going all in with it. Ooh. I'm getting stocks. Eh? Game, GameStop level buying. Nacho <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ambriz, his next team will be in Mexico. Oh. Damn. <laughs> I'm on the fence because I think it's 50-50 you know uh, I think if I think if he's staying in Mex he could have been at Tigres I mean at Tigres at Leon still feel like he could be at Leon where <laughs> they seem to like they're not you know they don't mess with him and he has you know of, of all the teams he's been in MX is the team that's allowed him to work and has allowed him to flourish uh, the only re- way I could see him leaving is to a club where he would be making more money. But all those bigger clubs, that's like America. They have, you know, they're they're set. Monterrey is set. That just leaves Tigres. But I, I feel it's, I feel they were going for a coach, especially to replace Tuca. They would want like a big kind of personality type. Uh, so I don't, I don't really see any Mex League. Team that that's gonna, you know, that that leaves Chivas though, but Chivas wouldn't pay what those other dudes pay. So I think uh, I think he's he might have something abroad. So I'm saying he leaves. Okay, okay, okay. I hope so, man. Because I mean, why would you not extend your contract at all if you're gonna end up coaching another team in Mexico? And and you could do it with a clause if if he's like, you know, if I get an offer from abroad, you know, he could have like a clause, not like the Mati clause with a buyout, <laughs> <laughs> like ten million or whatever, four million, but it could have like a you know, something doable, and he could be like, but uh, he must have something there, if he's if he's like, leaving. So set on leaving. So 
Okay. So you think he's going to go. All right. That's a good one. Uh, here's another one. Chivas will repeat last season. Uh, as far as their Liga progress, they'll, they'll end up in semis or higher. Uh, too early. You know, you know me, uh, Jaime. I need to see. I need to see the bracket. <laughs> so I, I, I could do it after the last match because okay. then I could see who, who's meeting against who, and if they have repechaje, who is it against? As of right so, now, it would be Atlas. <laughs> if, oh yeah, if it's Atlas, I do see. <laughs> Although I, I would say the the fight would be. It wouldn't be easy. I, I know Chivas won, but it wasn't. It was. It was. You know, the match wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of fans still hate it. I mean, dude, it's classic win. It was. Uh, or whatever. Whatever. Thanks <laughs> to Tonyo. Tonyo was, in my opinion, the best player on the pitch. Yeah. After even the post, Ega. even the post, the came post, in, dude, yeah. <laughs> in the post, played some D. Um, Okay. No, too too soon. Too soon. I'll ask you again next For week. Me, yeah. Uh, over or under Chicharito scoring twenty goals this season? Yeah, he's going over, man. We're going to see a on fire Chicha. He's he's got. He already has five. He's got he five in two games. Yeah, I don't. I don't expect hat tricks, but I do think there's plenty plenty of games on the table that he'll he'll hit that. Mark, I'm actually curious to see how many goals Carlos Vela scored uh, last season or that one season where he was on fire. Because I don't know, man. I I think that Chicharito. I mean, he's off obviously off to a good start. Um, but 20 goals is a lot, man. I think he'll get close. I think he'll get like, I don't know. I think he'll get, I think he'll get like 18, 18, maybe 20. I think he'll get, I think he'll get at 20. Well, he scored. Let me see. Let's ask, let's ask the internet. <laughs> Cause I mean, that season where he was on fire, like I think Vela scored like 25 that season. I know he scored like 50. He's got 49 already or 50 goals. Yeah, and his team, but see, that's the whole thing. His team wasn't that strong mm-hmm. when you when you look at it. I think Galaxy's been the stronger side. They were just playing like ass, but they've been like, he has like Jonah and, and other Oh, damn, he good. scored 34 goals yeah, in 2019. Go. <laughs> God damn. Oh, there you go. He did it Sheesh. faster than you. Okay. <laughs> okay, so now you, you can believe See, and that's impressive because his team is really he he bunch of noobs. It's Vela plus ten. They really <laughs> can't name other dude that you could say they have this, some Uruguayo kid, Rossi, I think. Rossi, he's, but he's, yeah. He's still pretty young, and then some of these other dudes that were like, you know, the goalie doing some like whack, you know. Uh, goalie's terrible. See, yeah, and some, and so. I think that's that's what made him impressive, man. I think in a in a stronger team, Bella would just be killing it. But I I feel like they rely so much on him. But I think Galaxy, like top to bottom, is just more, uh, you know, they just have a stronger squad. 
Well, we won't have to wait too long to see LAFC vs. Galaxy uh, Saturday, May 8th. So, um, for those that watch MLS or just want to see Chicharito vs. Vela, that should be a good one. Uh, I believe that's that's all the buy or sell questions I have for you tonight. Uh, but uh, do you have any closing thoughts? Ah. Uh. Let me see. I had one and it, it escaped, dude. It it just it vanished like it's a in fart. The vanished into the air, dude. I had one. Just just the whole the whole thing with with uh nah too much too much Chivas talk. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> no no more. No, we're gonna bore we're gonna bore the listeners with we're gonna think it's a it's a Chivas del Norte podcast. Um Nah, man. Uh, I just I'm I'm gonna go with Nacho. Uh, I really hope he goes abroad. My my big hope, as I had expressed, it was with Piojo, and I, I I wanted him to to leave. And but it seems like he's gonna have a dude working for, and I can't blame him, working for for Tigres Institution. And and if he could do that, like Duca, you know, where he was there ten years, because I mean. It's just a neat job, you know. Imagine getting offered a job like that where you get, we'll see him driving a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> where, I mean, because look, man, he's getting this job and, and you know, with, with an institution that's pretty, they're not erratic. Like we've seen some of the other teams, like, you know how Vergara would just all of a sudden start a process like he did with, with um, Croit. And yeah. then a year later was like, ah, you know what, just to hell with this. <laughs> I don't I don't like it. And so I, I feel that um Tigres is just overall more serious and if you're you're coaching there and if you're you're doing a good decent job they they'll back you up. So if he's and, and we've seen what, what he did with America and I think he could replicate that in just he's has had his hand, and you know, and he did it. And and this is the other thing he he did it with America a lot of times, selling the best players. That's that's one thing where I feel he doesn't get much credit, where he had some really good players, and then they would sell them. And then the next season, it you would think the team was gonna suffer, and he he had them fighting again for you know for the campeonato. So I I think uh, it's gonna be the opposite. I think it is he's gonna have a wealth, you know. More, more, more wealth at his hands to, to have and and to hold, you know, top top players. Yeah, I'm very curious to see who Tigres end up choosing at the end of the season. It sounds like it's going to be Piojo Herrera. Uh, I'm very curious to see how this coaching carousel will will look like next season. Um, also very curious to see how Chivas end the season. I, I said this before and I'll say it again. It's all about timing. Uh, what good is a 14-game undefeated streak if you can't get the job done? You know, I, I'm starting to forgive those those terrible matches that we lost against Juarez and Mazatlan <laughs> because right now Chivas are on a three-game winning streak and going into Liguilla, that's exactly what you need. So uh, I'm curious to see how they do against Tigres. I, I could see them drawing I can also see a victory for for Chivas, uh, so I'm excited to see that. I'm also excited for Champions League because you know you do have uh, uh, Rayados tomorrow against uh, Columbus at 5:30, America uh, against Portland at 7:30. Uh, 
Um, so I'm curious to see how, how they do. And, you know, hopefully we continue the holding Mexico at the, at the highest standard and, you know, making CONCACAF our, our bitch. Cause you don't, <laughs> you don't want MLS to win this anytime soon. And they, they keep saying that they're, the gap is closing, but I don't know, man. <laughs> well, I mean, even if they do win it, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't make a big deal about it. They would have to win it like three, four times in a row. And then it's like, or I make, at least make the final that often where you're like, okay, these dudes are putting yeah. in a stronger fight. But then also, do we have to, they're, they're playing their preseason. Uh, I'm just going to blame themselves for having that calendar. But that's that's also, you know, it does go against them. Uh, shout out to Artiaga. He uh, already won some silverware over there in Belgium for Genk. So glad to see him in his first season <clears throat> flourish. And uh, we need more Mexicans like him in Europe that uh, will not just... You mean a player? Yeah. Gerardo Arteaga, he he, uh, he left. He was at Santos. Uh, he left a gank over the summer. And now, you know, he's he's already won some silverware with them. So good for him. Good for gank. I know Belgian league is not, you know, considered like a top, top league. But, you know, Belgium... Yeah, has... but, but there are our league because they've had a, a really good, you know, very good players. Absolutely. They're, they're, they're almost like... Up there with um Holland, as far as like development, you, know, you, could, you could yeah, you yeah. Could find diamonds over there. So, <clears throat> and as of right now, Belgium's number one in the world according to Coca Cola. So, oh dang, yeah, <laughs> Mexico fell out of the uh, top ten. Uh, they're in the eleventh yeah, spot. Lost two, they lost two Wales, right? Exactly. All right, everybody. Oh, one last thing uh, for the listeners. Once you guys hear this, uh, we'll also be posting this on Twitter. Uh, we really enjoyed the Spaces episode uh, a couple weeks ago, and we want to invite everyone on Spaces again. Uh, not this week, but after all the Ligia matchups are set in stone, uh, we're going to have this an open discussion so you guys can you know make your predictions and you know, if you want to talk shit, you know, you can talk shit, <laughs> but, uh, we, we definitely enjoyed this last time and, uh, yeah, we're excited to, to bring back spaces, uh, coming soon. So, uh, just, yeah, and, and most likely, uh, clear it up through Jaime's account because Twitter won't let us, they won't let, they yeah, won't give us spaces too. <laughs> they won't let all this. They won't let Cantina have all the power. I think we're too powerful. So. Uh, as of right now, Spaces is sort of in beta and it's only allowing personal accounts to, to host. So it might be under my handle. We'll have to wait and see, but just keep an eye out on Twitter on our, on our handle on Katina MX. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Well, thanks for, for tonight. Yeah. A pleasure, man. Always. And, uh, we'll catch you in the next one.